ready, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, once again, once again, you know who it is. It's the big guy with the little show. And listen, I've got another special guest. He is an unbelievable musician, lead guitarist. Uh, he's doing some other things that we're going to talk about in some other music genres, which is dope, 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 dope. You see the dreads on this young man. You see the locks, man. He's doing things. Yeah. We, we toured together. And we had a great time. Now, now they were a lot wilder than me because you know I'm real. You know I'm just a I'm just a cornball. But they had a good time. So did I. <laughs> but we had a great time touring together. So, ladies and gentlemen, oh, yeah, help me welcome Mr. Tommy Schrotter, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we clap him up. Respect my Thank you so much, bro. brother. <laughs> no man, thank much you. Much appreciated. Much you're welcome, brother. You're welcome, both definitely. So the first question, I like to ask two questions to start it off. Get everybody comfortable. Where are you from? Yeah, I'm from Hungary, south part of Hungary, called city called Sexhard. You know, like sex hard. Right. Yeah, it's written different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, I come from Hungary, and I moved to Budapest. I lived in Budapest for ten years, and right now I'm living in Spain, South Spain, the southest part of Spain. Yeah. The border of Gibraltar, you know, the strip of Gibraltar, where okay. basically you see Africa in the other side. You know, it's a beautiful, beautiful environment here with with palm trees and beaches and everything. You know. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah. so, 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 what's the best thing about being from Hungary, where you were born? What's the best thing about there? Ooh, the best thing would be in Hungary, I guess, the food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the I food had some is, good food. Food's pretty good. Food's pretty good. <laughs> food is amazing over there, man. People yeah. know how to cook. You know, they are. <laughs> it's also like a poor kind of country. Like people poor there, they don't have a lot of money, so mm -hmm. they make out. The best whatever they can make it from so right. they're really good they're really good in it really good a lot of people told me they love hungarian food in yeah. fact once we played with corn you know corn yeah, yeah. only once right we were supporting corn and we had the chance to talk to fieldy and uh -huh. he also mentioned the same thing oh i, I like hungarian food <laughs> i like goulash you know Goulash was good, man, because I had it. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, everybody has a memorable food experience from Hungary, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So, but it's a poor country. So I got you, but but, but it's, it's all love. We all we all have those things somewhere around. So yeah. So so what or who inspired you to play music? What made you want to play music? Ah, uh, basically, you know, I I grown up with a with a father, or with a parents. With my parents, they were like kind of hippies or rockers, I would say. But it was difficult times because Hungary was in in those times. Hungary was a communist country. Communism right. was was blocking everything from the West. You couldn't listen. You couldn't watch nothing that was coming from the West because they would call it like uh, uh, you know the enemy or whatever. The Cold War and all that shit back in right. the days in the eighties. You know, I born in seventy eight, so I grew up in the eighties as a kid. Yeah, we couldn't watch Western. We, we didn't see the culture of the West. We we were always forced to see the the Russian, um, because Russians took took over after the Second World War, basically. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, what inspired me is my parents because they were they were somehow they were get their hands on some vinyls like you know Jimi Hendrix, Led yeah. Zeppelin, <laughs> and, uh, 
you know, Pink Floyd, all, all the biggest, biggest, all big bands, you know. I grew up on rock music, and yes. I remember that particular time when my father had the VHS tape of, 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 uh, of you know, Woodstock, you know, Woodstock mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. Jimi Hendrix on right. And I couldn't believe how the man plays the guitar with closed eyes. You know, he was high out of his mind, obviously. <laughs> but, <laughs> but as a kid, I was wondering, like, hey, Daddy, why, why, is the, why is the guy playing with closed eyes and so professional and so, like, I couldn't believe how, how easy it, was, it seemed like to him to play the guitar. Wow. And I remember that moment when I decided I'm going to be a guitar player at one point. I was wow. probably eight years old or something like that. Yeah, man. But, yeah, Jimmy Hendrix. Wow. Man, that's a big influence. Yeah. In the contrary, in the contrary, when I became a teenager, mm -hmm. as you know, the story we talked about these kind of teenager stories that mine. That right. I'm not proud of it because right. yeah, I'm a roster now. I'm, you know, peace and love, and you know, I wish good for everybody in the, on yeah. the planet. But back in those days, however, things changed, and I got bullied by certain kind of people like we call gypsies in Hungary, whatever. Mm -hmm. So so I've been beaten up, uh, taking my money, my watch, then my bicycle, you know, it was a gradual kind of uh, uh, way to, to turn to extreme. Mm -hmm. So when I started playing music, it was with the skinhead uh, thing, you know, right. that we talked about. Yes. But even though I was influenced by Jimi Hendrix. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, right, right. But the circumstances that put me into decide decided to become a skinhead when I was 15 years old, a kid, you know, mm -hmm. we, we wanted to be tough, you know, right. basically. You know, I'm not proud of it. That's what it was. And then the first musical experiences was with the skinhead band. I was playing guitar in the band, write, writing the songs. Mm -hmm. We've been practicing a lot, you know. That was like punk rock, you know, skinhead music, punk, right. uh, two, three chords, two, uh, you know. <laughs> Simple, simple stuff. Yeah. And then in the in the neighborhood garages there where we were rehearsing, there was a metal band playing, you know. We kept hearing them, you know, they were playing Sepultura, the harder mm -hmm. stuff, you know. Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't want to go into deep stories. I'm going on sideways right now. Are you good? So whatever, you're good. No, <laughs> whatever you're good. happened, when I quit the skinhead movement around 21, 22 years old, I went to the other garages <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because they needed a guitar player. And I was already listening to the, the metal metal stuff, you know. Right. So I was like, I wanted to be there. And then we clicked just like that. So we started playing together. And then later, Ectomov came when we became their support bands, basically. on right. tours. We were supporting Ectomov three times in Hungary, mm -hmm. three tours with, with, my, with my first metal band, which was called Warpath. You know, okay. there was a German warpath as well, but we were the Hungarian ones. Okay. So that was the first kind of experiences with the hard music, you know. That's how I get into it. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, yeah. so... What? <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's all love. The fact that you remember you and I having that conversation. We sat, oh, down, yeah, we sat down at that table, and I didn't know if you remembered that or not. You know, I was, remember, brother. Yeah, there was a lot of smoke yeah. in me. Although I was, I was into very much into intoxication of all <laughs> kinds, but but I 
I definitely remember that conversation. Oh, no, I'm glad because you said it. I was going to ask you if you remembered, and you did, and you you mentioned it first. And and I'm yeah. going to tell you when you said you were intoxicated. Yeah, you guys, everybody but me, because I was like the only one that wasn't doing anything. Because I don't do anything, but I was in there, and and you just you just opened up, and we had one of the realest conversations. And yeah, I appreciate was... you having that conversation with me, man. It was love. It was brother, love. Yes, brother. Much yeah. love and respect, you know, yeah, yeah. because you've been out, and uh, you know there are certain times when you know you you find a person who have a good conversation with, and you confess stuff, and you know that's right. just like one of those things. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. It was yeah. really good. Really yeah. Good. And yeah. I really enjoyed the tour with you guys, man. I had okay. such a hell of a good time with you guys. <laughs> we had a great time. That was my first European tour, man. We had, man, listen, we had a great oh, man, time. You, guys, you, you, you must have a, your blast, you know, coming <laughs> over to you. And, and Just listen, like when I went over to the States first time, I was blessed the way, you know, by the yeah. scenery and uh, so right. food and stuff, you know. <laughs> also the weed. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man, you was doing your thing, man. Hey, you just always had a certain vibe, man. And just, you know, watching you perform and do your thing, I just have respect for you because you're, you're, you're dope at it. You're, you're great at playing guitar. And so I was going to – you answered so many questions I was going to ask you, man, and it's just love, man. We're we going to keep rolling. <laughs> so, so how did you finally get with Ectomorph? Oh, damn, this is the hardest story, and this might be – Stretch a little long, if but I don't want to no, go, go ahead, into detail. No, go ahead, because if we, we just but look, a lot of people are curious about the story, and a lot of people probably heard his way, uh, Zoli's, Zoli's side, all right. Mm -hmm. And I just want to clear stuff because when three people is one person, that must mean something, brother, right? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I consider ourselves like brothers, you know, we were, we were. We were going through a lot of shit. I was in a band for 17 years, bro. Right. Right. Once I quit uh, in somewhere around 12 years, I guess, mm -hmm. 11 years or, one, or 12 years, mm -hmm. quit. Or well, we, we had a serious arguments. Okay, right. that was my fault. I was on drugs, whatever. Mm -hmm. I missed an airplane. <laughs> so, <you> know, <laughs> okay. Kind of a shitty thing. Yeah? Mm -hmm. I'm not proud of it. I tell you everything as it was, and I'm not turning it into a a uh, shiny story. What you know, whatever. I'm, I'm straight up motherfucker. I'm love, up, right? So, on that day, yeah, I missed an airplane. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> then he called me up and we had a massive argument on the phone and then I said to him, all right, then I don't even come out, man. I already had my other flight ticket for the next day, mm -hmm. which I didn't miss the show with because mm -hmm. the show was a week later. We would have rehearsing for an acoustic show. Okay. And then I missed one day of rehearsing, basically. So I didn't feel it too serious. <laughs> I got you. But, you know, things been said on the phone, and I was like, all right, fuck it. Then I don't go. I'm not going in. And then that's how I was quit. And then uh, in that time, I had serious problems with the amphetamines, of course. Uh, I'm, I confess, whatever. So... Back then, I was out from the band for one year. And in that one year, I quit the drugs. I quit amphetamine. But I was like a daily user, like a junkie. Like I was doing my thing. I, I was doing the band, everything. But right. then, you know, start to missing airplanes. And you're, you're losing control, like hard. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, that shit happened. So I seen, uh, I seen from all my environment that I had to quit that thing. So it, it took like a half year of uh, horrible recovery. 
a horrible time of a half year. Then when I started becoming myself or something again, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and then some somehow out of the blue he called me back. If I want to join the back, join the band again, and if I'm off drugs, I'm like hell yeah, I want to join the band and I'm off right. drugs too. So I went back, and another five year passed by. Mm-hmm. In those five years, already things were not the same, of course, because he he also being disappointed. I understand his side, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm still I'm I'm an empathy dude. Still, I think I I understand his point view, too. So then he decided to not uh, having the 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 money cut into four like how we used to. It's just mm-hmm. come down to that simple thing. And then he he's been doing the managing and everything. So we we accepted that his cut is bigger. Okay, so he went on for five more years, whatever. But the last one year was going really low for the band. I don't know. Things were going down. You know, mm-hmm. he's been he's been cutting up connections with certain promoters who were very necessary for festivals and and bookings and stuff. You know, so we were losing shows, whatever, losing money too. Mm-hmm. Everything was going less and less. Right. And then less then the last last time when we went to the went went on a tour in the United States with uh, that horse trauma. Big up those guys, man. Mm-hmm. Big up big up that horse trauma. They those guys took us our ass, took our ass out to the USA, you know, and then you know we had a really good time, but but as you know, we were small in the United States, so we wouldn't earn any money. We had to make money on merchandise. Right. We all invested certain amount of money, which I don't want to talk about uh, details of money details. Oh, we all invested money into mm-hmm. T-shirts, hoodies, whatever, you know, a merchandise. Mm-hmm. And we had the deal that everything comes in from that. We, we split it for us because we don't have paid for the shows. So and then Christmas was coming, so we needed money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, it is you don't have a job, you can't work because you're touring so much. Right. Basically, um, on the half of the tour, he decided to change the agreement and the deal what we had before the tour, which is kind of you know fucked up. I mean, mm-hmm. we four of us had an agreement and a deal to stick to, and then he decided to change it and. Uh, not saying not to keep the money, but saying that we have to pay the record label for the flight tickets and whatnot. But mm-hmm. that was also separated because they sent us CDs and DVDs for sale, for sale. And then what comes in from those, they would need it in 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 exchange for the flight right. ticket. The right. T-shirts and the hoodies would be ours. Okay. And basically, it came it came down to we felt like fuck, being fucked over. We tried to argue the the issue. We tried to fucking bring it bring our deal back how it was. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't do it. Instead of, he bought a fucking Mesa Boogie amplifier in the middle of the tour while we were eating $5 menus, brother. Man, mm-hmm. what the fuck is it? I don't want to talk shit about him still. But yeah. I'm now I'm getting wired up again. So, look, he's still, oh my God. So, he expects us to swallow that shit, you know, and go and keep it. So, we did the tour, but all three of us were fed up. All three of us. We didn't like the uh, the deals that he's changing, you know. Mm-hmm. It just came down that straight. We felt like fucked over. We felt like uh, being abused. And he want to send us home for Christmas without a fucking cent? Man, mm. come on. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, I might have gone may- maybe a bit deep now, but 
a lot of people were asking what happened, and, right. and I want to want the people know what really happened. We we, we didn't fuck him over. We didn't. Right. We, we we wanted to stick to the agreement, which happens between men. You know. Yeah. A deal yeah. is a deal. What right. the fuck? I would change it. You know. So. So it was, it, it was the, it was the business. <laughs> it, it, it was the business. You guys are brothers, and you known each other for so long. We were fucking brothers. brothers. I considered him my brother, and then uh, and then you know, it was a big disappointment. Trust me, man. When we quit the band, when I quit the band, I was so depressed, like quitting a relationship or something right. or, or more. You know, like you've been doing this. You dedicated your free time, your power, your energy, your 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 feel, you everything you you dedicated to this thing right only to to be abused and get fucked over or something you know that's nah, nah, that's not gonna do it man now i feel you and, and 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 you guys you guys were great together man listen you you saying what you just said is this it answers a whole lot of things of a few other of the other questions about you coming back and you leaving and then coming back and you've answered all yeah. those things i don't even have to ask ask him and i thank you for being you know speaking speaking your mind and speaking your peace you can speak your mind and speak your piece. And, and you know, I've tried to get Zoli on the show. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with Zoli. You know, I mean, it's like we were so cool. And uh, and we are cool. But, uh, you know, and I hope he comes on. But, man, listen, I understand because that business, the music <laughs> business is always something. It's something else. It really is. And so that's I, hard because yeah. because you spend so much time on the road and stuff. Yeah. You, you don't really can have a job, right? Right, right. So you have to have the income made out from this kind of thing and it doesn't yes. mean that you do it for the money because right. some people say oh you do it for the money and whatnot but they don't realize the the dedication before we started earning money how much money in we invested inside right. Of, right to get there you know pain, you still, and you pain, still gotta pain. you still gotta live your life you still yes. you have you got bills to pay and stuff like that so man listen you have to you rent know. you gotta rent yes. your place pay yeah. and you know it's uh, oh, it's crazy you know uh, so music and, business is kind of hard to make a living out of it. We 100%. were trying actually. Actually, I was not working for ten years or so. Wow! But I had to do my little side things next to it. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. That. Yes, sir. Hey, listen, <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, man. Listen, and, and once again, I don't want to bring up old stuff that you know. It really, yeah, you but know, this is what we're here for, bro. Yeah, yeah, no, no, because no, because it's, it's it's all love, man. I just I. Anytime that you come around me, man, I'm about positivity. I'm about love. You know, that's that's where I want to always be. And so you can always come and speak your piece here without any word. You know, it's all love, man. I, and I want that's your story. Love. And I think that what you're saying, a lot of people want to know and to hear that. True. They really do. True so that. you're just being honest, man. There's nothing wrong with that. And, and I invite Zoli to come in here and be as honest as he wants to be also. But, you know, we being... You know, artists and in the business, we understand what we really learn. Yeah, we love yes, the music, but that the business is always something really serious. And business is something in this music industry is really serious. So, but now I'm gonna say this: but we we gonna move on, man. We gonna move on to the HPS two two two. Let's talk about that, man. Yeah, Tell two, me about two, two. this. Oh, okay. HPS is the name of my new project. It's my own. It's my own music production. I'm right. producing uh, drum and bass tracks. Drum and bass. Yeah. It's like it's a it's a genre called drum and bass. It's a 176, 178 BPM, mm -hmm. um, hard electronic music. You know, 
yeah. which I was always my passion next to next to the metal. I always okay. loved metal, and I always yeah. loved the harder, darker side of drum and bass or harder mm-hmm. electronic music. You know. Yeah. Uh, so I started producing these tracks while I was in Ectomode. Mm-hmm. You know, on the side, just for right. as a hobby. And as I, as I told you that I was deep into amphetamines, mm-hmm. so I couldn't sleep often. <laughs> that all yeah. I was doing, I'm producing tracks. My yeah. girlfriend is sleeping and our headphone is on and I'm fucking making tracks, you know? <laughs> and I would be going fucking crazy, brother. Sometimes I wouldn't sleep for a weekend shit, wow. you know? I'm, wow. Oh, man. Crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. I would meeting entities and shit. I don't know if wow. anybody curious of that crap, but man, I was complete loco, bro. I'm, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I started making this being curious how to produce electronic music you know right. on a computer which is a very difficult process mm-hmm. so, uh, anybody thinks it's easy because it's going to do it itself no no you have no. to have the ideas you have to have everything inside yes basically basically you have to make it into a, a, an audible uh, sound right. you know so if you don't have nothing in your head the computer don't do it for you. Wow. So it's, like, it's not doing it. And then I know people in the in the live music industry, like rock music, metal music, they, they look down on DJs and electronic music producers because they say it's not music, it's not, it's n- because it's not four or five people come together. Right. But imagine that I make the beats, I make drums, I make the bass, I make all the little sounds yes. and synthesizers and on top of everything. I make the mixing, the mastering, Right. Which is the most difficult, most difficult part of it. Yes, sir. It took, it took years to learn to, to the level that I am right now. And mm-hmm. I'm still learning. I'm yes. still learning. And that's much better than, you know, wasting my life on drugs and party all the time. Gotcha. Okay. I'm still doing my smokes and my drinks, whatever. Right. That's it. But, you yeah. know, I cut, I cut down hard on that lifestyle that I was doing. I was... Uh, yeah, man, I was <laughs> I was a mess. I have to say, yeah. but just but the still, fact, just the fact that still on the stage, on mm-hmm. stage, I was jumping, headbanging, playing guitar accurate in the yeah. same time. You were functional, man. My skill. Yeah, you were great at what you were doing, man. Not like when I was not like a one hill and I couldn't play very fast and shit. But yeah. those simple rules and shit, we would deliver like bang, you know, at one time. Hundred percent. Uh, and you know the song you that back I, those videos. Sorry. No, you got that. If you look back those videos from the time when we were playing, you know, sometimes you see some messed up shows, but most of them are really like, bam, bam, you know, they on time, like they sound like, you know, how it's supposed to be. We were, we were spent so much time on touring and, and playing shows on stage that we get, we had this chemistry. Yes, you did. Which, which you cannot make just like with new members and again, expecting the same result. I don't right. think it's just going to happen. Maybe it happens sometimes, you know, sometimes with some other bands, but changing three person in one band, yes, you know what I mean? Yes, yes, that's an yes. enormous change, you know? So, that's what I think that... Uh, yeah, because what I... What I now they totally changed the, uh, the, the whole concept of the band. Now it looks like he wants to be like Metallica or something, you know, right. something. I think he's also been... He also changed his ways. Like I, I could, I, I don't play guitars lately. You know, sometimes I do, but I'm curious about this electronic shit. Right? How can I progress and how you know? Well, I was going to yeah, I was going to ask you that. You know, being that you know you're into what you're doing now, and it is totally different. And and I always I like I like to let people know that 
I'm not a genre snob. There's no genre snobbing here. I want everybody from all walks of life, from all genres of music on my show. And that's no disrespect to rock and rollers, metals, or hip hop, or whatever. I want everybody because music is universal. And it's it's a a beautiful thing. And it's the best time machine in the world. I love music. And I love music of all kinds and all genres. And you, you, and listen, everybody has their right to say, oh, I only listen to this, I only listen. That's fine. But what I want to do is to do my best to educate people and bring people along to let them know, because you just said it. you just like, if you think that it's just real easy to do this, nah, it's not yeah. just easy. And the thing is that go out there and make a hit. Make something that everybody wants to, because the, the, yeah. the, the drum and bass, the dance, the EDM, the electronic, genre is amazing and it draws people like crazy and there's a reason for that because people like to have a good time people like to have a good time and people like to dance and just just have fun and you can do that in all genres but that is something specific so do you miss playing guitar well sometimes i feel like i miss playing guitar and um and I actually wrote two grindcore songs, <laughs> <laughs> but they are in like in a demo, in a demo state, and okay. I didn't go nowhere with it because because I didn't find the drummer who likes to play blast beats. Gotcha. Because uh, the other thing that when I was in metal, I was always uh, loving. I always loved grindcore, Napalm, mm-hmm. Death, Dead Riser, Brutal Truth. You know, Nazum. All these harder, older bands that they would play blast beats with kind of like a punk right. attitude, you know. I, I always devoted myself to that. I always wanted to have a band like that. Yeah. And then basically, I wrote two tracks, which is which is just on my computer. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, well, you, I might con- I might continue it one day. I'm just having like course. kind of a little, little bit like a break. I'm yeah. enjoying what I what I'm experiencing with the electronic okay music, you know. I had so far. I had only one DJ performance, which mm-hmm. went really well. I played some of my tracks with alongside with my favorite tracks. And people were stuck in when I played my own tracks, so it means that they right. could, you know. It's good. Yeah. So I'm looking forward so, for some more bookings, but it's not easy. I'm living right now in in South Spain, it's where Spain, the drum yeah. and bass is not well known. It's flamenco right. and, and reggaeton, right, 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 know, right, that kind of thingy. Yeah. But another thingy. I would like to shout out to my artist, Marcus Arnold, who, who did that uh, great, uh, that great. Uh, oh yeah, 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 that is dope. Hey, that's dope. It he, is. he made he made the, the artwork for my latest EP two two two. Anyway, anybody check out HBS two 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 on Bandcamp because right now I have I don't have a, a record label. Also check out HPS 333, which which released by Ignored Records. Big up Ignored Records. Okay. You can find it on Spotify and yeah, iTunes. That's my previous EP. That's I four tracks. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. And right now I'm working alongside with an MC, uh, a dude called MC Lays. You know, big up okay. MC Lays too. We, we recorded one track, which is going on this 176 BPM crazy drum and bass sound okay. and he's rapping over it fast you know like awesome. he's like like drama like old school drum and bass rapping style yeah. i know you are into rap and yeah, i yeah. know you i know yeah. you know about emceeing and all that yeah. you are master of it you are the yeah. absolute best you know yeah. and i know your son is into it no your son he, works. Is. he definitely is yes, i know i know <laughs> so i'm gonna send you the track uh 
to check it out. And you know what's the best? It's been played on Cool FM Radio London. You know, in London really? they play that track on Cool FM Radio because Lays is friends with the dude who's running the show, DJ Ryan. Awesome. And they like the track. They rewind it and start it again, man. <laughs> I got the recordings, man. And you know what's the weirdest? The radio show was on the sixth of the sixth month of 2022. Two, really? two, two is six. And that's six. awesome. Six. And it's a sign. Oh, it's a sign, man. It's a sign, man. It's a sign. All right, so listen here. I want to ask you one more thing. Yes, bro. What is the most important tip? What is the most important thing to you right now? Who? Oh, this is an unexpected question. <laughs> most important thing? The most important thing for me right now is is my and my loved one's health. Like to be everybody healthy who I love and myself too. I think yeah. I think there's nothing more important than that, you know. The that when you're healthy, most people don't appreciate when they're healthy, but when they get sick or they get or they or someone die. Uh, you know, I, I had a, a thing that I lost two of my important friends in, in about one year or so. So mm-hmm. you don't appreciate it until you have it, you know. But when you lose your health or you lose your life, you 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 more look into like why I didn't spend more time with you know with the person right. or something. Yes, indeed. Yeah, that's more. That's the most important thing. Well, look, man. And also, also the most yeah. important yeah. thing is love. Show yeah. love everybody because I'm a hot-headed dude, man. I'm not a very good. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I flip, you know. We all do. We all do. Yes, indeed. It's like a hard work to me, the, the anger. Of course, since the drugs are not, not present, there's less anger, less imbalance, you know what I mean? But, you know, still, I'm still I'm a flipping dude. <laughs> well, Tommy, Tommy, I'm going to tell you, man, when this airs, you are probably going to reach more people than you thought you have, and, and, and it's going to help somebody out, man to see your journey and the things that you've gone through because we all have a story and we all oh, go yeah. through things. And so, yes, man, sir. it's big up to you, man. Respect Maximum. You're doing your thing. You're handling your business. You're good to go. Continue success in all that you do. And one more time, let everybody know where they can find your music and where they can reach you. All right, man. My latest EP is called HPS222. And it's on Bandcamp right now. You can find it on Bandcamp. And support my music and me, please, if you like it. If you don't, just listen to it. Or keep listening to it. I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm uh, not, not that much a computer guy. I've always been like a street kid or something. You know? <laughs> but I forced myself to this, to this computer thing to learn how to make music, how to produce music. And I have to be into this internet thing. I'm going to launch my YouTube channel too. And I'm going to upload all the tracks and everything there. And so awesome. it's going to be uh, also. And also my SoundCloud, HPS. But there's three other ones, <laughs> which I couldn't access. I made it and I forgot the password, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's all yeah. love, though, man. It's all so, I want to be up, Lord Nelson, brother. Thank you for having me, man. I want to big up Ignored Records for releasing my previous uh, EP. Mm-hmm. Big up MC Lays. Big up Marcus Arnold. Big up everybody who support and love me and music. And uh, I love you all. And brother, thank you for the interview. Mean, mm-hmm. mean, means a lot to me, you know? And I'm definitely 
man, I spent a whole good month with you buses running all across Europe, man. It was a great yeah, time. Brother, it, it was a great time. It was my first time in Europe, and it was a great time, and I appreciate you, man. And I was thankful. I'm thankful, right, and I'm grateful for the time that I had because I really had a ball. I really had a ball. I watched a lot, and I just saw a lot of things, but it was amazing, man. It really was. It really was. And uh, uh, Amsterdam was great. Paradiso. Anyway, because that, and listen, because after that, you know, I went, anyway, I, I, I'll start. I don't want to start talking too much. I'll start talking too much. But <laughs> once again, I am definitely honored to have you. Thank you once again for being here, my brother. Respect to you always. And, and you can always come on here and talk. If you just want to talk, just let me know. We'll get on here and we'll just talk about whatever. It's all love, man. Yes, my brother. Much, re much respect and love, brother. Yes, indeed. And everybody out there. Yes, sir. So, ladies and gentlemen, once again, this is Live and Loud with the Lord. Yes. Nelson, Nelson, that is, with the unbelievable talent, Mr. Tommy Schrotner, man. Thank you so much, Thank sir. Thank you I really so much, brother. Thank brother. you. Much respect. Yes, All right, man. Be good. Peace. <laughs> Peace. Wait.
Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts.